Welcome to another edition of Pitmaster and Old Virginia Smoke Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Darnell. This week, we have another teammate episode from Kim and Leanne that I think that you are going to most definitely enjoy. It is with uh, one of our best friends in barbecue, Kate McGlon from Lucky's Q, who is the wife of Justin McGlon. Uh, Kate is hilarious on her worst day. So I think that you guys will get a lot out of this and really enjoy it. So please join me in welcoming the ladies, Kim, Leanne, and Kate McGlon. All right, everyone. Welcome to another edition of OVS Pitmaster Podcast. Of course, you are not hearing Luke Darnell's voice this time. You get a break from that for a little while. So this is a teammate episode, and we've got a great one today. So my name is Kim Darnell. I'm one of the team members of Old Virginia Smoke. And I am Leanne Terry, the uh, tertiary dishwashing co-founder of Old Virginia Smoke as well. How are things in Virginia, Kim? Things are great. Weather's been awesome. It's a great Friday night. Fall is in uh, the air. Cannot and, complain. And as I understand it, we're all a couple drinks in. So this is going to be a really, really good podcast. And I'm, I'm super excited to welcome in our guest. When I say buckle up, I mean really just I hope you all have a three-point restraint and a headrest because I have no idea where this one's going to go. This is um, one of the ones that we've been wanting to do for a while. Lucky's Q, founded back in 2010 with a 204 contests under their belt so far, 24 grand championships, 24 reserve grand championships, all from the good folks at Barbecue Data and coming off of a great 12th place finish at the American Royal Open just a short time ago. Welcome to the OVS Pitmaster Podcast, Kate McLaughlin. Yay! Hey, ladies. I feel like uh, I should come in like Jay and Silent Bob, like ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> That's right. Damn, we need to roll out the red carpet, get the yeah. sprinkle, get, get all the glitter out. I need everything. to roll out something. Yeah. It's going to be Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, I didn't know we had 204 contests. That's like my weight class, my eighth grade year, right? That's right, man. You're the champ. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Does it feel like, so that surprises you? It doesn't feel like you've been doing this now for, what, 11 years? Does it, does it feel like it? Does it still feel fresh every time you're going out every weekend? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, like I still get excited to go to contests and see friends that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, I'm very competitive. Um, you may not know that about me, but yeah, I just like to go out there and each week or every other weekend, or now it's more like once a month, go out there and just do it. Like I still enjoy it. So <laughs> uh, can you take us back to when you got started in competition barbecue? Was it something that uh, you brought to the relationship that Justin brought to the relationship or that you guys started up together? So Justin actually s smoked before we met and uh, smoked me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he uh, had like a little, uh, you know, like one of those little smokers you get from Cabela's. And uh, he would go hunting a lot. Um, so goose meat, deer meat, anything he'd kind of throw on there. So when I met him, um, there was a gentleman in town, which our town was uh, Denver, Iowa, which was the mile wide and not the mile high. Um, very small town. <laughs> um, so he um, 
went ahead and found a buddy that wanted to compete in this backyard contest that was going on with the town celebration. And they built a smoker out of a 55 gallon air compressor tank, mounted it on a trailer. Um, and it was like the, the good old fashioned uh, contest, right? Where like you're sleeping in the back of the truck and you're waking up running a 5k cooking meat. And so Justin um, built that air compressor or that smoker out of the air compressor tank. And uh, his team name was actually um, Master Basters or something along those lines with his buddy. I never knew that. Yeah. So then they they won a couple of years in a row. And then he was like, well, we're going to sign up for a actual contest, like a KCBS event. And so um, we went up to like uh, Austin, Minnesota or somewhere where it was Minnesota in May. And uh, I thought you had to cook a dessert on the smoker. Like it was just a complete disaster. We ended up having like a small can fire. <laughs> like, it was it was fun. So he he definitely brought the smoking into the relationship. And uh, it just kind of fit my wheelhouse as far as like what I like to do. Low key, socialize, have a couple beers tells a couple jokes, you know, whatever. And, uh, and then the competitive side of me where let's turn it in, let's see what we can do. So, yeah. So we just kind of did that. <laughs> Were you like a high school or college athlete? Is that where your uh, competitive side comes from? Or are you the kind of person that will knock a table over in the middle of Scrabble? Where does that uh, come from? Uh, D, all of the above. And I was a tuba player. No, <laughs> I don't it has really anything to do with it. But no, I played uh, sports in high school. I was really shy in high school. And what? so, yeah, I yeah. know. Right. Like I was I was very shy. I had like this close knit group of friends that like knew my humor. And, uh, you know, once you open up the door to the Kate humor, people just want to come on in and like pull up a chair and stay a while, which that's fine. <laughs> I, I do absolutely love the Kate humor. And I loved the joke when you and Justin met. Yes, when I was the wingman. I love this story. This is a fantastic story. <laughs> Came in for the kill. Like I don't think my friend still like, she's still kind of like, I didn't know he could cook. Like <laughs> she's a little bitter she's about like, that. Out. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, I'm over here, like, I'm eating good tonight. <laughs> so, no, uh, when Justin and I met, we met at a local watering hole, and uh, it was my friend's birthday, and he came in with his neighbor buddy, and um, I was like, hey, Sammy, <laughs> you want to go hook you up? And she's like, yeah. So I go up to him, and I, I was a wingman. I did not care. I was like, whatever, like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> and uh, I told him a joke, and uh, it was an inappropriate joke. But I, do you, I don't know, it's a visual joke. This is R-rated. You could kind of maybe talk through the visual part if you want to. Like I said, this is R-rated. Anything goes. Okay, so here comes little innocent Kate up to Justin, wingman, and I'm like, hey, do you know how to get dandruff off of a pussy? And he looks at me kind of like, what? And then I just wiped off his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
And then like it was kind of, you know, and that was within the initial, like, I don't know, first four or five sentences that we had actually talked to each other. And then um, I guess he just kept talking to me. And then I was trying to get my friend over to introduce. And I was like, well, I got this friend over here. And he's like, but I'm talking to you. And I was like, no, but like, she's right over here. I've got this friend I'd like you to meet. And he's like, no, but I'm talking to you. And then it was like, light bulb. <laughs> I'm like, yes. oh, he's talking to me. So I'm like, I go over to my friend. I'm like, hey, Sammy, you mind if I take this one? She's like, yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then here we are, 15, 16 years later. So it worked out. <laughs> Wub, true wub. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that story. Thank you for sharing that story with us. I think it's a great one. <laughs> yeah. If you got a dirty joke, you got, you know, you know how to deliver it. You got a chance. And as, go. he, as the night continues, buy a couple beers. He'll drink a little bit more. It'll get a little bit darker. You're in like Flynn. <laughs> exactly. See, that, that is sage advice for anybody. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Thank you again. So, <laughs> so how how would you describe your responsibilities on the team? So he kind of got things started with this other team, the masturbators, it sounds like. And how what how do you describe your responsibilities? Um, right now, like I know that Justin can go out and cook a contest by himself. Like he's done it before, he'll do it again, and he's had success. Um, had success. Um, it's not like he just rolls up to a contest and can't handle that pressure and know exactly what he needs to do um, to get stuff done. So as far as I come along, like I don't trim meats, I don't prep meats, I don't do any of that. Um, the, the main thing I do is um, a I make pumpkin bars. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say, I'm so glad you brought that up. Please, if you could also expand on how that got started too. Yeah, no, and then so I, I do that. That's my thing um, that I do on Thursday nights, and then, or as the latest day that I can do it before we leave for a contest, and then I'll, I'll make up some brisket love, we call it. Um, but Justin takes care of um, pretty much everything else. So when I go into a contest, and I'm there and I know he can handle it. I do all those small things that can help him just kind of focus in, whether it load the smoker, prep up pans, any of that small stuff, build boxes. Just, I like to be that third person. Like if I see he's thinking about something, I just want to get it done. And if I, if I can do it, like if he trusts me to do it, that's another thing. <laughs> so like the last couple of contests, he's like, Hey, can you, uh, you know, fold up the chicken or whatever he does when it's sitting out in a pan? And I'm like, yeah, got it. I got small hands. <laughs> so I can, I can tuck those corners in. You'll be just fine. So he watches me do it and he's like, perfect. So it's just like, and I think with the kids too, it's a little bit harder to be more involved right now. Cause especially with a five-year-old, it's a little bit more demanding, um, but they're getting better with the medication and the occasional caging. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, so they're getting better. But like a lot of the times my focus is to make sure that they're not raising a stink or, you know, they're satisfied or they're occupied. Because you, when you're in a trailer and there's a yelling kid or something, that 
that messes with your feng shui, as Jeff would say, or, you know, whatever. So um, just trying to keep that vibe and that mojo in the trailer upbeat, steady, you know, just relaxed. Um, that's what I do. Washing up dishes, just making sure everything's right in its place. A little bit of OCD probably helps that, but... <laughs> No, I'm with you on that one. But you also have another big responsibility with pork. Yeah. And the ribs. Yeah, which Justin has uh, proven to, he, he knows exactly what he's got. If he does this amount of spice and this amount of sauce and mixes this or whatever, he's he knows what his taste is going to be. And that tenderness, he's got down to a feel. So when we're at the Royal, um, he'll hand me a piece of bacon or money muscle or whatever he's got he already has an idea of the tenderness that it is i'm just verifying that i'm just it, so i'll be like oh that's that's got a little chew on it he's like yeah that's what i thought we kind of go hand in hand on that and a lot of times i love the days when he cuts into ribs and he doesn't even need to really hand me one he's like i really don't even want to give this to you and i'm like don't <laughs> like you do well when i'm not here like I'm good with not eating a bunch of barbecue right now because I've got like a three minute walk, <laughs> you know, like we're good. And congratulations on that pork call, by the way, that 180. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, that was right after the, uh, well, not right after, but shortly after the uh, chicken, no. when we went our chicken dinner, OVS. <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, I was excited for you guys. I mean, I thought I had lost all voice. And then when you guys got that call, I, I was screaming my head <laughs> off. I was jumping up and down. Oh, my gosh. That was fun. Now, have you ever cooked a competition by yourself or, or maybe with another team where you've taken a more proactive role? Or do you have any desire to do that? Not really. Like, <laughs> no, if, like if somebody wanted me to be their sidekick, I'd be like, yep, sure. Just approve it through my boss. No. <laughs> I want to like be more involved with just the whole cook process. And uh, Justin, he's totally for me doing that, especially even like trimming chicken. <laughs> he's like, I want you to do this. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> but that sucks. <laughs> yeah, but that sucks, which I'm fine with. You know, you got to put in your time, but um, I'm totally up for it. It's just the the whole balance right now. Like, you know, Gavin's in football, they got church night, they got all these things. Somebody's got to do the running and somebody's got to get ready. So like this next week, we're getting ready to go to Tennessee. And uh, I'd line up the kids, the dog, I get everything lined up that way. Um, and he gets everything lined up for the meet. And then we kind of meet in the middle. Like I have probably like three or four lists right now, kind of specified by kids and dogs, what we need to pack, what we need to get ready. I forget the fourth one. Probably the alcohol we need to pack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, it's not when you're going to Tennessee. Yeah, no, but like we just have it kind of like organized and we just kind of meet in the middle. So we're like, he can't do it or he's busy with other things. Then I got to realize where to, I got to pick up and he's got to understand what I've got on my plate too. So we do a pretty good job at that. Just Does it, does it happen naturally? Um, like after doing it for 11 plus years or is it like a, is there like a sit down meeting every week where, where it's like, okay, clean the etch sketch starting over from scratch. This is what this competition needs. No, we pretty much know our roles. Like we know what to expect. Like I know what he's going to do. He knows what I'm going to do. 
if I drop the ball on something, that's on me, <laughs> you know, but, um, like I, he trusts me and I trust him. So we're pretty good right there, but we know our, we know what we have to do each week. We, we don't have sit down meetings, but I would like it if we would, I'd probably get like some sort of gavel and I'd like, boom. <laughs> I know a team. I don't want to mention any names. I know a team that used to get weekly Monday morning emails where the pitmaster would uh, go over all the faults of, of his team uh, in yes. the previous competition and explain what they needed to do better next week. I've heard uh, that they were called Monday musings. I don't know yes. where I got that from. But yeah, that was through the rumor, rumor mill. About that. mm -hmm. yeah. That'd be like, delete. <laughs> See you on Friday. <laughs> I guess, but if you get questioned about it, it almost—it's almost you know making it worse. It's like you know if you tell a lie to your parents, you know that it's just better to tell the truth from the beginning, or else you get in double trouble. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how that worked. So when you cook with Justin, when he there are the times that you get he gets upset or wound up or bogged down with the problem. How do you kind of handle that? How do you help him get through that? come up to him. I'm like, what do you need me to do? <laughs> help me help you. Right. So if he's, uh, something's not jiving, right. I just give him a space. I, I just kind of hover in the background, if you will. Um, just being that person that needs to go do something, fill up the generators, you know, anything like that. Water's not working. Look at it. Tell him what's wrong. Justin is an excellent troubleshooter. Um, so he can pretty much figure out anything. Um, so just it, being there and, uh, being that person that hands on the wrench or whatever, that's beneficial. And then if I notice that he's kind of stressed out, like, especially before turn-ins, I'll just be like, Hey, sit in that chair. And I'll just give him like a quick shoulder rub or something. Just relax. Just calm down. We're good. It's good. Let's go cook. You know, this isn't our first rodeo. So saddle up buckaroo. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> hey friends, this is not your normal ad for a podcast, but I wanted to bring your attention to a GoFundMe initiative for our friend Aaron Bordich. Aaron is pitmaster of Lucky 19 and works at Northern Fire in Minnesota. Aaron was critically injured in a head-on collision on Tuesday, September 8th and has suffered multiple injuries. He's going to be requiring several weeks of ICU care and extensive surgeries and rehab to get better. So the barbecue family has started a GoFundMe and an auction and a Venmo account so that we can all come together to help Aaron with his expenses as this is going to be quite a lengthy and extensive recovery. So I encourage you to, you can go and Google Aaron Bordage, B-O-U-R-D-A-G-E, accident or GoFundMe, and that will take you to the GoFundMe page. You can also go to the Shigan and Grinnin Facebook page, where you'll be able to find all manners of information about how to help Aaron. So the barbecue family always talks about how great it is. Let's show Aaron how great we are. And uh, Aaron, if you're listening, or if Missy, we uh, all have you in our thoughts and prayers. So thank you. This is a call for entrance for the World for the World Junior Barbecue League Championship to be held November 6, 2021 at AutoZone Park in downtown Memphis, Tennessee. This championship, started by Melissa Cookston, 
features a $20,000 prize purse. High school kids are eligible, and this is a great opportunity to get kids involved with barbecue and to learn what it is to be part of a team. So, you can find more information at WorldJuniorBBQLeague.com. That's WorldJRBBQLeague.com. Check it out. Uh, you both seem like just really even keeled, um, mm-hmm. not only from the way you're, you're describing your interactions, everything, but just, you know, from observing you guys. Um, do you have any do you have any stories about, you know, the wheels coming off the truck or anything like that or some some really big screw ups or uh, almost disasters in your 11 plus years? Oh, yeah, I've got. I messed up big time, (laughs) big and bad. And I don't even want to bring up the story, but I'm going to because I want other barbecue teams like and teammates to know that it's okay to mess up. Like you're going to make it. So you're here. Yeah. So when was it? It was uh, Gavin's first birthday. Right. So we were at a contest on Gavin's first birthday. So August 4th, 2012. We're over in Rockford, Illinois at the Sam's Club Regional. Usually, like my thing was on Fridays, we'd get to the contest, we'd roll in, we'd get everything set up, and then I would go grab lunch, Subway, usually it's what it was, and then I'd fill up the truck, so that way when we rolled out on Saturday, we were good to go. Like, we're ready to just go with a full tank of fuel and hit the highway, so... I go and I get Subway or whatever, and I go get fuel, and I filled up our diesel truck with E85. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, farm girl messed up big time. And so (laughs) the thing is, is that I didn't really realize it at the time because I was just, I was going at it. And like the different colored handles and everything like that, it was throwing me for a loop, I guess. Um, but didn't realize it until that night when I was like, kind of, I was laying in bed and I was going through my head, like what I did like for the day. And I'm just like, that handle was blue. And then it just, I got the receipt out or whatever. And I told Justin, and that is probably the angriest I've ever seen Justin and rightfully so. Um, I felt horrible, <laughs> so, you know, like uh, didn't really sleep that good that night. You know, you got to make the top 10 to qualify for the next round to go down to nationals in Bentonville. Um, and we did. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, yeah, it just, it was a horrible, horrible thing. I never forgot it. The next, so we get home on Sunday, we had to go get the tank dropped or whatever I uh, had to find a mechanic. I was on the phone like right away the next morning, 6 a.m. or 7 a.m., trying to find somebody that can get us in. Uh, had to, all of a sudden, our truck's getting towed away. We're at the contest. Justin's cooking meat, and I'm feeling like the biggest dumbass ever. Like, just, oh, I, I hate even talking about it because it just makes me feel bad again. Um, but then, everything worked out. We moved on to the next round. I believe that's the year that we won it. So we made our money back. (laughs) uh, That was definitely a a big error on my part. And I just remember that Sunday we had Gavin's birthday party. Like, so we came back that next day we had Gavin's birthday party and we had to figure out how to go get the truck. 
over in Illinois now because luckily oh. we had friends there with us that were able to pull the truck or pull our toy hauler back at the time because they had their truck. So my dad and my my father-in-law were talking and they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll go get the truck or whatever. And I just remember my mom looked at me and she's like, Kate, don't worry. I've messed up that bad too. And I'm like, Thank you, mom. and I'm just like, you know, like everyone jacks up and it sucks at the time. And it, you know, you still feel bad about it how many years later, but um, it was a lesson learned and it took Justin a while to trust me again, to go fill up the car. Like, to this day, I can still tell like, He's questioning, like, do you want to go fill up the truck? And I'm like, do you want me to me go too. fill up <laughs> It's cool, whatever way. Like, I get it. I know I messed up bad, but, you know, um, it was a costly mistake. And one thing about me, I'll always own up to my mistakes. So, um, but that was the maddest I've ever, ever seen Justin in, like, our whole relationship in regard to anything. Because normally, you know, we don't get mad at each other, like, well, we'll have like little disagreements, but like as far as like blown out fights or anything like that, even that, you know, he was he was upset. He, I was outside of the trailer and I heard him inside of the trailer. Let's just say that. But, um, you know, Justin's a pretty laid back guy. And luckily the wingman survived. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. That, yeah, and and that's and like you said, I've always seen both of you, you know, cool as a cucumber, just enjoying the moment, enjoying people who are around you. So I can't imagine what an angry or frustrated, flustered Justin would look like. I just can't even see it. Yeah, I mean, and that was like literally probably the only time in our whole time together that I've seen him like that mad, and I was just like, eh. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm glad you lived to survive that, that tale and you're, you're here to talk about it. And I know because something like that, you feel like, oh gosh, I just want to crawl under a rock and hide. Yeah, I totally did. Cause like uh, Tippy Canoe was there. Big Tease was there. Swine, no, not swine. So the pigskin was there. Um, and they all just kind of knew about, you know, and it's just like, damn it. Like, I didn't want to be that wife. Or that, mm -hmm. or that, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to be that person. So, uh, and, but I, you know, I, I was and whatever. It happens. And all of it is, it, it's happened to everybody where we all make those silly mistakes. No. So I have a question as far as rituals. So you said now he's kind of questions a little bit if you're going to get gas and put gas in the truck. Not, so, gas, but there not gas, diesel. Diesel. Oh, diesel. Sorry, sorry, diesel. I don't have a diesel truck, so I still am always going to say gas. Maybe if I get to be a big girl and I have a big girl truck, I can start saying diesel. <laughs> Are there any rituals, any superstitions that you all follow when you're getting ready to go to a contest? Well, I would say, I mean, I guess I, I'm not really superstitious. I guess I'm just a little stitious, right? Superstitious. <laughs> we used to be like hardcore, like, hey, we did this last time. We got to do it this time. You got to wear these underwear and this and that and whatever, you know. Um, I remember packing for the Royal a couple of weeks ago and I was like, 
ooh, like, mm-hmm. you know, these hedgehog underwear or sloth underwear. I'm like, you haven't performed too well, so I'm just going to leave you behind. Um, but like, I don't think it's as bad as what it once was because you can get wrapped up in that so much. And then if you don't do something or if you don't have something, you're already batting against yourself. I mean, the mental game is already, you know, started and going. So um, you just have to realize that you still got to cook the meat, (laughs) you know, and your, your meat's going to do the work for you. It's not going to be a pair of underwear. Um, even though you really want it to be, especially the shamrock ones or the patriotic flag ones, like those seem to do okay. <laughs> but where does the chicken head come in in terms of you know good luck, bad luck, um, performance, or is is that just a happy benefit for all of us that get to see it happen? Yeah. So the chicken head was actually given to Gavin from. Doug Caston from Smoker's Purgatory like two years ago. And uh, it's just like this fun little thing to have <laughs> around. Like I'll occasionally whip it out of the closet for the kids. Be like, but go, like, you know, like, and it, the dogs are scared of it, which that's hilarious to me. Cause like, you don't listen to me anyway. So I'm going to chase you with this chicken head now. <laughs> like, but um, no, the, the chicken head is just in good fun. And uh, Friday night at the Royal, when uh, we brought it down, I told my friend who was giving us a ride, I'm like, hey, I'm only packing the essential things. And then I took a picture of me with the chicken head on and I sent it to her. <laughs> and she's like, sounds good. So uh, we got down there, though, that night. It was a long drive, you know, five, five and a half hours. I, I say that to you guys, which, um, sorry, <laughs> but um, it was a long drive. We had both kids with us and we get out and, uh, it was just kind of fun to put that on. And I mean, if you ever really want to see somebody's true colors, give them a mask of any sort and a couple beers, <laughs> let them loose in a crowd of people. <laughs> there you go. And have a good time. Well, yeah. and one thing, if you have never been next to Lucky's Q at a contest, you need to because you're going to have some really you're going to see some you're going to see a lot of great dancing you're going to see some really fun videos absolutely because kate's always out there having a great time so is there a playlist that you like to play certain songs you like to play when you're cooking oh yeah um i actually had made a playlist i think in 2019 that if you started it at eight o'clock I had it timed out. Like I went through all of my songs on my iPod, like every mix match. And if you started it at eight o'clock, started off with like some nice morning songs, you know, like sitting on the dock of the bay, maybe a little CCR. um, And then it just kind of worked itself into kind of building you up. So uh, maybe work in a little Bob Seger, then go into a little bit of Sublime, maybe uh, some Foo Fighters, getting closer to turn-ins, you know, during turn-ins, Notorious B.I.G. Um, just in the thought process about that was that we're such creatures of habit. So if you hear the same song when you're doing something, then you know when you hear that song, you should be doing something, right? So you start at eight o'clock, you know exactly what you're going to be doing 
you know, when you're wrapping ribs or about the time you're going to wrap ribs. Like Justin's a timeline guy, but he's not like a, an exact timeline guy. So he's got a pretty good idea, you know, like 10 o'clock, something's going to happen, whether it's 10 five, well, 10 o'clock, we know the lucky beer is going to happen. So if it's like 9.57 or 10.02 or 10.05, you know, um, every cook's a little bit different. So, but I had that playlist like all the way to um, after turn-ins, 1.35, who's left in the trailer? This gal. And I want to rock out to some good music while I clean up and like get everything spick and span. So put a little T-Swift on there. Justin hated it. Put a little Ludacris, Beastie Boys. I'm like, yep, anything yes. and everything. <laughs> so That's right. Beastie Boys has to be on all the playlists. Poor Leanne yep. has been subjected. She knows a lot more rap than she ever used to know before. Yeah, it's it's been an educational process. And, you know, I, I now feel like I, I can have a conversation about, uh, you know, Biggie and Tupac and things like that. Whereas before I was just, uh, you know, country girl from Sherrard, but, uh, but it's all about learning. In spite of ourselves. Exactly. That's on there too. <laughs> great one. As every playlist should. Yeah. So, so you are, <laughs> so you are an excellent cook in your own right. So how would you describe your cooking style? My cooking style is all about comfort. Like tonight, I just made scalloped potatoes and ham and uh, from scratch, right? Like just meatloaf, you, all you of that stuff. Can you mail me the leftovers, please? <laughs> yeah. I, I like to add broccoli to mine. Like, so it's almost like a, you know, like a broccoli, cheddar, ham, potato soup. Give me all of that stuff. But no, I'm definitely like Justin's, I'm like his sous chef. So, um, you know, we've got a Blackstone now, so we do that hot and heavy a lot. Um, we just had burgers on it the other night. We'll do stir fry, um, all sorts of things. But um, Justin's kind of the the griller, if you will, and uh, I'll prep everything for him. But then when it comes to like cold season, I'm like, yep, here we go. <laughs> like, Here's my turn. Yep. Ma, the meatloaf. The, the kids actually yell that at me. <laughs> like when I make meatloaf, ah, like, ah, the meatloaf, and I'm like, why did you teach him that? Like, why? Like now I have anxiety when I make meatloaf. Like I just want to feel good about eating warm comfort food, and I'm worried that I'm gonna choke on a chunk of meat because some kid's gonna come up behind me and be like, Ma, the meatloaf. <laughs> I get them lodged right here. Right here. <laughs> So can you, can we go back and talk about, since we're talking about you and cooking and baking pumpkin bars, how did that get started? Um, the pumpkin did bars. Did bring them to the contest? Yeah. So the pumpkin bars, uh, honestly, I was just looking for a recipe that filled a jelly roll pan, right? Cause a nine by 13, there's not enough squares. There's a lot of teams, you know, and I wanted to be able to give, a bunch of uh, goods out to a lot of people. And so I found this recipe and I just kind of tweaked it. They just kind of took off. I, I don't really, I mean, they are, they're not bad. They're good pumpkin bars. They're amazing. They are amazing. <laughs> and if you're lucky to get one, you're going to pretty much do well at a contest. FYI. Yeah. And I feel really bad. Like it's kind of awkward when you like at the Royal, 
I am not going to make 500 <laughs> pumpkin bars. Like, I'm sorry, people. But like, and it's awkward because like I try and get at least, you know, throughout the two days, at least get teams one time. Um, but then when you're walking past and like somebody's trying to make eye contact with you, that's usually why I wear a hat or sunglasses. I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I know that some people are kind of expecting them now, or like if you're new and it's a smaller contest, absolutely. Like I'll try and get you, or if we do make eye contact, I, I find it really hard to say no to people. <laughs> like I'm just like, yeah, sure. And then like their five other teammates come up and I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> Let me cut this one in quarters. No, just, okay. No, but uh, no, I, I don't know. I just, I try and give them out to everyone and uh, I don't know why it took off, but it did. I just remember at the Jack in 2017, Johnny Trigg, like we had just gotten there. It was like Thursday during the day and Johnny Trigg was sitting outside of our trailer because Darren was parked right next to us. And Johnny looks at me, he's like, you got any of that pumpkin cake? And I was, they weren't frosted and I went inside and I frosted them. And I'm like, Johnny Trigg wants a pumpkin cake. Jordy <laughs> calls it. He's getting it. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You're not going to say no to him. Yeah. So I brought him out of plate and he's like, oh, bless you. And I'm like, oh no, bless you, kind sir. Like, excuse me, Mr. Trigg, you're going to make me blush. <laughs> my pumpkin cake. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just it's just a thing. And now I guess there's a uh, Justin was down at uh, Smoketoberfest in Ottumwa this past weekend. And there's another gal that's going around with a jelly roll pan with cream cheese frosting bars on it. And it's just funny because what? the same gal was there like a year ago when I was actually down there. And Cindy and Donnie Teal were there from Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And Cindy's like, Kate, you got to check this out. And I'm like, what? <laughs> she goes look at that look at that she's uh she, she's trying to be you or whatever and i'm like nobody is trying, yeah nobody is trying to be me a <laughs> nobody can be you you are one and only yeah, no 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 that's special not what girl. i mean i'm just like nobody's like saying hey who do i want to be like kate mclawn no nobody's you know nobody's saying that but like I was saying like, that now, but you know, next say, year she's going to have a chicken head on when she's doing that. Yeah. yeah. No, hey, nobody knew that was me, man. <laughs> thanks, Leanne. Oh, thanks for <laughs> the cat out of the bag, Leanne. Chicken out of the sack, whatever you want to say. Jeez. But no, so she was all, you know, like, uh, Kate, you know, look at that. And I'm like, that's, that's fine. Like that to me. You want to hand out more cream cheese frosting bars, things, whatever, go right ahead. Like, that ain't, there's other things to worry about in life. <laughs> so, anyway, that's fun fact. No, thank you for sharing that. That's awesome because I, <laughs> I, I love getting the pumpkin bars and it's so nice that you share with us. And I was just, I've never asked how that actually got started. So, that's pretty cool. That, yeah. Know. And the fun thing is, is that I put enough laxative. <laughs> in the that it should hit you about 
1155. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> very careful calculation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just enough. So people are like, what's in the frosting? And I'm like, mm, secret recipe. It's <laughs> a Chinese secret. Can't tell you. <laughs> yeah. So you talked a little bit about, you know, getting ready to go to Tennessee next week. Um, you know, is this is this a different competition for you mentally? Uh, how you guys prepare, um, you know, obviously it's, you know, a special competition for those folks who are, are lucky enough to, to get invited, no pun intended, but um, like, does, do, do you have to prepare differently? Not really. Um, the only thing that I have to prepare differently is now I have to find care for my children for a couple extra days, <laughs> you know, um, but as far as mentally going into it, it's, it's another contest. I think if you treat it differently, you might get different results, if you will. Um, so as long as you know that, hey, I still got to get uh, this weight of pork butt or I've got to have this marbling in my brisket or, you know, I've got to have X, Y and Z lined up just like I normally do and keep that routine. Your consistency is probably going to pull through on the end. Um, but I am excited. I'm a little bit more excited just because, um, I mean, I get to see some great people down there like that fine gentleman. Hey, that scared me. Hey, oh, I'm just Ava's mom now. That's cool. <laughs> Don't take that. <laughs> no, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit more excited just because, and two, I think being down in the holler is it's just a really cool experience and we're pretty um, fortunate to be going back down. Um, I don't, I really still don't understand how we got pulled to come back down, but we're, we're grateful and <laughs> we're just, we're look we're really looking forward to it. But as far as prepping and everything like that, it's still going to be the same. Like my list would still be the same if we were going to go to someplace else um, for an extended amount of stay. So um so yeah. you talked about needing to find extra child care and, you know, I'm probably the last person that should be asking this since God made me barren. But um, do you, are there competitions like where there are enough kids that, you know, you don't have to worry about keeping them in the trailer um, that, you know, that you know that they're going to be with the sheer kids or with someone else or um, and that they basically could be on their own for the entire uh, time of the competition when you guys are, are cooking and turning in, or is it something that, you know, either they're not old enough or, um, you know, for whatever reason, you always like to have them there in there with you. You know, um, I think COVID really kind of helped open our eyes as far as what we wanted to do. Um, as far as contests go, like this past year, we pretty much just did a lot of the fun ones like Jellystone up in Lawrence, Wisconsin. That's a great contest. The kids have a blast at it. Um, but we do kind of factor in when we're going to a contest, where's it at? Um, are there going to be other kids there? You know, like, are our kids going to have a good time or are they going to be bored just staring at their tablets? Um, back when it was just G-Man, I would actually um, look at where the contest was and then I would Google in on a map and see where the closest park was. And then if it's in walking distance, I just go down, walk, you know, to the con or walk to the park, take them there for a couple hours. And then that way, Justin's 
you know, doing his thing, getting prepped, doing whatever he's got to do for the contest. We're not in his hair, even though, you know, we really wouldn't be, but um, just kind of give him a break from us because having a kid in a trailer kind of throws off things that sometimes it can. Um, But um, no, it it definitely goes into, into play. Um, Who's going to be there? What kids are going to be there? Is it in a parking lot or is it in a campground? Um, You know, I don't want to take two kids along that don't want to be there (laughs) because that's not fun for anybody. (laughs) Right. And I'm sure it's also helpful too. Now that, you know, G-Man's old enough and he can do kids cue. And I know he has a love of cooking just like both of you do too. Yeah. G-Man's pretty self-sufficient anymore. Um, I think a lot of times Justin just has him watch me to make sure I behave, but (laughs) (laughs) he's like a ninja spy. Yeah. (laughs) But they get older, they get easier. So, but little kids, little problems, big kids, big problems. So we'll see what the next couple of years bring. (laughs) Oh yeah. Got that right. So you all have accomplished so much over the years. Do you have any goals that you still want to reach? And competition barbecue? Yeah. I mean, there's still contests out there that we haven't won that it would be really cool to win just at least one time. I don't need to be greedy. You know, like we've been down to the Royal and Justin and I, we always joke that if there's a coin toss to lose, we are going to lose it. That's, you know, he's the unluckiest person. Like we've been to the Royal, you know, how many years and we've gotten. I don't know, four or five 180s and we have one trophy, <laughs> you know? So it's just like, but I mean, we're, we're grateful that we were able to walk. We're grateful for the ribbons. I mean, I don't want to take that away from anything because being able to walk at any of those contests is, is awesome and a, a huge um, accomplishment. There's definitely some things out there that I, I wouldn't mind um, nabbing. So uh I know for a while there, I had a uh, dessert trophy that I wanted to win so bad. It was in Mason City, Iowa, and Kathy Nelson from Girls Gone Wild would win that thing year after year after year. And I was like, damn it. I just won it like one time, you know, and I was switching up recipes. I was making like peanut butter ganache and all this just stuff like just it was good stuff too I mean it wasn't like so I was making all these desserts and um Ava was just gonna be a year because the contest was in July she turns a year she well her birthday is August 3rd but um go up to Mason City it's hotter than hot out make this dessert I'm like yes come on this gotta be it and they get down to like second place and I'm just like waiting for my name. I'm like, I know they're going to say Lucky's Q. Like, that's cool. Like, whatever. And they say Girls Gone Wild. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so then they, Kathy goes up there, you know, and gets her second place uh, prize. And then all of a sudden they're like first place. And they're like Lucky's Q. And all I did is I stood straight up out of my chair and I put my arms up. And I didn't say anything. And I just stood there for like five seconds and I turned and I looked at Justin and Justin was like, yeah, because he knew how bad I wanted it. And then like even so uh, Kathy Nelson is Scott Nelson's mom from Pigskin Barbecue. 
so his wife Katie and I get along like like peas and carrots right like Forrest and Jenny but um she just looked at she was just like ecstatic too because she knew how bad I wanted to beat Scott's mom for like so many years so um you know and then and that was for me it was one and done I'm like yes I just I needed it one time that's all I needed I don't need to be greedy now I'm gonna go eat the rest of my dessert and celebrate, <laughs> you know. But. Exactly, and you don't want. And once, like I said, once you get that, you're like, I, I don't want to ruin it because if yeah. I try again, it's not gonna be as sweet. Correct, correct. It's just kind of like a once and done, right? Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally could relate to that. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know you have a little one. I don't know, Leanne, if you had any other questions you wanted to ask before we start to wrap up and do some final questions. No, I'm good. I got my uh, uh, mascot head uh, and uh, children related questions. So I'm, I'm feeling very content. Those things go hand in hand, by the way. If you have children, you need a mascot head. And if you don't have one, you're totally missing out. <laughs> so Leanne, you better be packing that up stuff, you know, pretty soon. Just well, surprise Halloween us. It doesn't season, have to be so. a chicken head. It's Halloween. Hey, be careful what you ask for. The chicken head is probably going to come to Lynchburg. Don't tell Justin. I'm just going to sneak it around the corner and the trailer, and then <laughs> I'll just bring it out maybe at a gas station, right? And just be like, you see that pecker head? And just like <laughs> take off running on the backside of the trailer. <laughs> the trailer. <laughs> he loves it when I do stuff like that. Like if I honestly had to count how many times Justin shakes his head at me, just like you know kind of like i can't believe she's doing that or but i see, can't then you know you're doing it right right like i mean i'm like a hundred percent like daily i get that i'm like eh, doing my job keeping you on your toes that's right you you're not having fresh, fun I mean, what's the point of doing it yeah exactly and that that goes to barbecue too if you're not having fun doing it don't do it yeah why are you there exactly. yeah exactly yeah i because i I do love watching some of the videos that come out with you. One of my favorites is when Darren was doing an interview and you were, I think, in the trailer and you were t mouthing the words. You were actually saying the words as he was speaking them because you could see him do the interview. That That's a classic. If anybody can get their hands on that and see it, you need to watch it because it is just comedic gold. That was in between turn-ins. And Gavin was like sleeping up in the um, in the bed area in the trailer. So that was in between like ribs and pork. Justin was out back. He didn't even know that I was doing it. And uh, all of a sudden I was like, hey, you got you to gotta see this video I just did. And he's like, what is that? And I go, I just uh, did this interview of, or of uh, Darren getting interviewed. I just did the, like this little um, over talk or whatever you want to say it is. And he watched it and he's like, you just did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Send it to Darren. And he's like, what in the heck? <laughs> I'm like, I just made your interview like a hundred times better. Like, Yeah. And it was too. <laughs> I don't even want to listen to the original one because your version was so much better. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, it was. It was awesome. So one last question before you go is, it, Lucas likes to ask this on the podcast, and I think it, it's a great question. If you could put anything on a billboard, a saying, a phrase, words you like to live by that you want everybody to see and know about, what would it be? 
Hmm. I I don't I don't know. I I guess you're uh, something along the lines of your vibe attracts your tribe. I always just uh, think whatever mojo you're putting out there, <laughs> you know, uh, whatever feelings you're putting out there. If you're gonna be kind of a bump on a log you might be sitting around some bumps on a log, but if you're going to put on a chicken head and go dance around a bunch of strangers, you're going to find a good time and other people that are either going to play music for you, give you a golf cart ride (laughs) or, you know, (laughs) or uh, go ahead and put a chicken head on with you and tear it up. So yeah, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. I think, I think that would be a good one. That's a great one. (laughs) I'm ready to put money down on that billboard. Are you excited? Are you done? That's the question. Are you done? Are you done? Ava, yes, we are done. So, Kate, we wanted to thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate that. We know you have a lot going on at home and getting ready for the Jack. So we appreciate your time. You are awesome. Love you to pieces and can't wait to see you in Tennessee soon. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. We're going to go listen to some Beastie Boys and, uh, Tear it up, right? That's right, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Did I do that right? I'm still terribly white. <laughs> you are. Like, you, you got are. it going on. <laughs> I grew up in the Midwest, and I'm not even that bad. <laughs> no, it's awful. But I was in Waverly. <laughs> we, we try to help her along the way. She's gotten much better. Well, that's, yeah. good. that's good. This is improvement. Well, thanks, Kate. Yep, no problem. We'll see you guys. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia Smoke YouTube channel as well. We will have another episode for you next week. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster, an old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2021. Yes, old Virginia Smoke.